Yeah. Weird. Oh, that's right. Okay. Now, now they'll hear me. It's this double mic thing. It's crazy, but at See least they work. Johnny. Yes, this is good. It, we're, it's a it's today's ventriloquism show. That's what that's what the show is we today. We can't hear you, Hal. Very quiet. I sound from hell. Hey, Hal, all right. Over here. No, yes, they get it. I know it's it's minutes behind. They'll catch up. It's fine. We're all right. So. <laughs> You sure you don't want me to read all the chat? Yes, I do. I like, like it's one of those like uh, a- like chatbot speaking apps that gets stuck. <laughs> like when it's you uh, when you up- update your software and it's it's. We hear you, Hal. I can't see that. Johnny. Quit it. There you go. Quit Woo-hoo. it. I know. Gotcha. I'm going to fired. All right. So the um the I obviously the the fascinating thing of the week, and I think this will be something that the it, it should. Eventually, to some level, possibly placate the uh, the naysayers and the uh, and the gainsayers in the world um, who are all just panicking upon panicking upon panicking that uh, nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens, and, and Merrick Garland's not doing anything, and I don't know why. And it, it, the whole thing's terrible, and there is no justice. There must be no peace. Um, when in reality, um, you've got a lot of these folks, um, you know, one, essentially, I think, you know, and, and you know me, I'm a cautious fella. Uh, yeah. Although my, you know, my general rule is safety third, as we know. Um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is incredibly crucial that in a circumstance where you're going after someone like, uh, you know, Trump and his, and his crazy uh, kin... That you you know you take extra care about this kind of circumstance because my my biggest concern is not so much that you know you're going to tip him off and Trump's going to get a great lawyer and all this is going to you know work out to his benefit blah 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 it's none of that it's that his followers are indeed lunatics um, they are there there's nothing um, there is. Uh, there is a real danger that unless you chip away at the illusion around Donald Trump, his followers will continue to have this messianic view of him. And what you really have to do is get, um, ultimately make them sort of tired of him. And that may be, that may be, maybe, that may be something that's right around the corner. But currently, the big news, of course, is that Yesterday, a warrant was issued for uh, Stephen K. Bannon. He was indicted Friday by a Washington grand jury. Now, the right-wing um, vlogosphere all over uh, the YouTubes, the bit shoots, the 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 getters, the parlors, the birthers, the truthers, whatever their sites are, they're all a flutter. They're all a freak out about that his constitutional rights are being denied and they're they're weaponizing the justice department and i know oh imagine that yeah right um wishful thinking i think uh for most folks and it's funny but if you listen to people on the you know on the democratic side of the aisle this can't happen fast enough meanwhile um it is it's a it is a race against time uh you know as far as the subpoenas that are coming out for the original four um, th- that included Bannon, and then the 10 that dropped this week, there is definitely a cascade of, of uh, 
of legal activity going on right now. Now, the the fascinating part is that that indictment, which of course all of the folks in the um, in in Trump world are very upset about, of course, um, which is a, a, of course a violation of his rights, and of you know of course a um, you know a, a horrifying miscarriage of justice. Even though on the fifth he was like, "Tune in tomorrow, all hell's going to break loose." Like if anybody had a you know a, a foreknowledge of what was going to happen on the 6th, even beyond Trump, it was Steve Bannon and his crowd. Because quite frankly, you know how they always say, you know, like, follow the money, right? That's the that's mm-hmm. the quote we've heard for... Um, Just follow the money. All the time, <laughs> even though that, that line was made up in all the king, in, in all the president's men, all the king's men, all the president's men. And it was, it was like a conflation line. It was the, the writer trying to of the screenplay trying to shoehorn a bunch of concepts into one. Is that Sutherland home. saying that? No, that's uh, um, Hal Holbrook. Just oh, wow. follow the money. That's from uh, that's from All the President's Men. And uh, although Kiefer Sutherland is slowly turning into Hal Holbrook over time, I suppose <laughs> he's a, yeah. So <laughs> he yes, may well be. But um, you have to understand there were people in the White House who I believe they were totally in line with all this stuff. There were people obviously in Trump's circle that were totally in line with this stuff. Trump himself was, you know, had a lot of wishful thinking about these things. However, they may have been a little more gun shy or, or more apt to tap the brakes than the Steve Bannons and the Alex Jones of the world. Cause frankly, these folks have nothing to lose, at least in their estimation at the time, right? Trump could, you know, overstep his bounds, end up, you know, triggering an insurrection, get tossed in jail, right? This is this is a genuine thought as, you know, as someone who's actually holding office, actually manipulating the law. You know, there are, there are genuinely- Or as Vickery says in the chat, be forced to wear only one shirt. <laughs> That's right. It's in the Steve Bannon world, yes. Mm-hmm. In the multi-layered Steve Bannon world. Well, in this case, most of what Steve Bannon and his crowd, and certainly Alex Jones- they always hide behind the First Amendment. Because if they say anything short of, see that guy, kill him, they believe that it's just, you know, it's an excited utterance or something. But, but I'm, boy, do they, they kind of say that, though. Oh, they kind of say that, right. Yeah. And when you say it in time with other stuff, and you, and you were at the Willard Hotel on the day that the Trump organization, you know, the campaign itself and Trump himself was talking back and forth with Rudy Giuliani and other people at the Willard, and they were running command centers that were paid for by Janine Pirro because one of the other insurrectionist leaders stiffed them on the bill. So she swooped in to pay this. By the way, Trump's a billionaire. Like, at a certain point, am I know he... All right. Maybe he's a cheap billionaire and he just doesn't want to pay for it. Or maybe he is is concerned that the money will be traced back to him. What kind of self-respecting, mobbed-up New York billionaire doesn't have multiple ways to launder money? I recognize that Michael Cohen is out of the picture, but you can't replace him. There's not another dude in the criminal oh, there's lawyer. there's definitely another Michael Cohen out there. Yeah, and the criminal lawyer Pez dispenser that wants to be the next yeah. Roy Cohn. Yeah, where's Ginny Thomas when you need her, says WW157 in the chat room. Right. <laughs> so, 
the, you know, this is a, a grand jury came to these conclusions and all over, uh, you know, Friday when this news came out, you know, Hannity to Matt Gates and all these other people coming out saying this is a, a miscarriage of justice. They're weaponizing the De- Department of Justice. This is terrible. This is proof that Biden is a runaway dictator who can't find his shoes in the morning, but is also a criminal mastermind, but also can't say anything uh, and will get run over by uh, anybody in the world, but is the leader of the biggest criminal under- enterprise on earth. Um, I I know if you're ping-ponging back and forth between the two conspiracy theories, between doddering old man with dementia and criminal mastermind, I would suggest maybe go watch uh, Phil Hartman's Reagan sketch um, because that seems to be the seed of the whole thing um, back in the day. <clears throat> One of the select committee's functions as set forth in the health re- resolution was to investigate the facts, circumstances, causes relating to the domestic terrorist attack on the Capitol, including facts and cir- excuse me, <coughs> and circumstances relating to influencing factors that contributed to the domestic terrorist attack on the Capitol and how technology, including online platforms, financing, and malign foreign influence operations and campaigns have factored into the motivation. So they get to young Steve Bannon, a young a young guy fresh out of fresh out of the the the, the seed pod, cresting <laughs> up out of the dinosaur egg. <laughs> Full grown with uh, gin blossoms and a green camo coat on. Mucus what, dr- still drying. Yes, you're right. Um, so the part of the indictment that kind of stands out and that is crucial to this entire thing is, of course, the select committee has reason to believe that you have information relevant to uh, understanding important activities. I love activities. It's so stepbrothers mm-hmm. that led to an informed. The events of the Capitol, uh, at the Capitol on January 6, 2021. For example, you have been identified as present at the Willard Hotel on January 5, 2021, during an effort to persuade members of Congress to block the certification of the election the next day, and in relation to other activities on January 6. Moreover, you are more, quoted. Oh, no, oh, not moreover. Yeah, you don't want that showing up in, in your legal documents. Moreover, you are quoted as saying on January 5, 2021, that Quote, all hell is going to break loose tomorrow, according to the select committee, seeks both documents and your deposition testimony regarding these and multiple other matters that are within the scope of the select committee's inquiry. Now, seeing that video, seeing some of the uh, content of communications that they already have from other people, the grand jury saw all that and went, yeah, snatch that dude up. And so a the subpoena was uh, honored and he a, an arrest warrant was put out as he was indicted yesterday on contempt of Congress. And uh, he this he will be uh, this is going to be an interesting weekend for Steve. He's he is. a I agree with Malcolm Nance and others that he is indeed a flight risk um, because not only does he have, uh, I guess, multiple passports and multiple names wouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, would you use that picture? Um, but he also could <laughs> hop on the, uh, you know. I, I guess the luxury barge of one of his um, financial handlers from any number of foreign adversarial countries that support his, uh, you know, insurrection F America plans. When we come back, um, I I want to get to the point that there is a you know a sort of a strategy <clears throat> um, around this that throw the insurrectionists the Jan six troops, throw them to the wolves and allow Trump to distance himself. 
And Bannon is effectively caught in the middle of that. We'll be back right after this. It's the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT, W. Eight twenty a.m. I'm I'm, look, I'm reading at the same time uh, that I'm speaking. That's never a good thing. WCBT eight twenty a.m. Attention! Attention! Stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hell Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So I, um, uh, I like, if you watch the live stream this week, we looked at um, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Louis Gohmert going down to the D.C. jail to look at some of the J6 insurrectionists who refuse to promise not to attack another federal building between now and court. And so they're the ones that are being kept. Many of these folks who uh, Matt Gates and MTG and all these people have called uh, political prisoners of the Biden regime because uh, nothing is more America first than using language that equates the American government with that of uh, Duterte or Erdogan or, or Gaddafi or, or China. Um, you know, it just reeks of America first. I mean, how do you not hum Lee Greenwood in, you know, in between uh, accusations like that? But in the meantime, obviously, the, there are a couple of questions that come up that have to do with um, communications between members of Congress and some of the J6 insurrectionists. And the fact that some of those people who've been accused of that thing, not Louis Gohmert, because we, uh, Louis Gohmert, as we all know, often is found walking around talking into the backside of his phone. Um, and really? He's, well, I'm kidding. But he's, you know, he's one of those people who would like, I'm like, there's no picture on this phone. And it's like, dude, that's the case. Turn it around. Um, one of the single dumbest people in Congress. And which, of course, by the way, makes him perfect to be Texas AG. So, I mean, there's a definitely a ladder to climb, Louie. Don't is let he, me talk to you. Is he the one that asked those crazy questions about the environment? Yes, he's the one who, uh, while he was speaking, his tooth fell out. Um, (laughs) That's that's Louis. Singularly the dumbest questions ever. There are a lot of intentionally obfuscational false statements made to play dumb like Tucker Carlson does that the Matt Gaetzes and the Jim Jordans of the world kind of do, but they don't, they're rhetorical in nature, right? Rand Paul does it all the time, just talk out of your backside, ask a dumb question that you think you know the answer to, which is also a dumb answer, and then scream at someone because they're not answering the question you asked in seriously. That's obviously a thing. But Louis Gohmert, when he asks those questions, everybody around him goes, he's he's not kidding. Yeah. He, he really, <laughs> he's he not really, kidding. He's not kidding at he's all. A- yeah, he cheeked his tooth. That's right. They call him Louis the cheek Gohmert in the chat because he his tooth fell out and he just pocketed it right in the right cheek he's so very stupid but he but marjorie uh, taylor green you know what you gotta hand it to him for uh, figuring out a way on his feet what to do with that tooth that i yeah absolutely what are you gonna do Uh, i i mean obviously if you're a tough guy chew and swallow i don't know i no. you want to save it later so somebody can glue it back in clearly i would have i would have spit it out pretend it was food and then went and picked it up later (laughs) Just let him post a picture of it. Just ding. You know what I mean? Try to hit a spittoon. Just be that tough. Anyway, so um, Mar- 
you know, he him showing up at the jail is no big deal. And as a matter of fact, there's a reason MTG took him as the sidecar and not somebody else. Because he's too stupid to be involved in, in the January 6th thing. No, he's like, he's the Carter Page of Congress. No one would trust him enough to give him evidence, right? Just take this envelope to Russia, drop it off. And as long as you come back without the envelope and nobody else finds it, you won't, you'll get paid and you won't end up dead. Like this is, that was the Carter Page mission. Same thing with Louis Gohmert. MTG, however, visiting these folks in jail might be witness tampering because she's one of these people who is accused of giving tours or may have been texting with these people along with with, uh, Bobert and others. And so the idea that she's going down to the jail to meet in person with these folks under the guise of they're being mistreated, whatever, is a a bunch of hot garbage and might eventually look like a coordinated effort in front of the January 6th committee and others to, you know, to put pressure on these folks to, you know, to, like, they're just pressuring them to get to me because I went and tried to help them at the jail, mm-hmm. right? Not to mention getting your story straight. So, um, and I personally believe that if you're, sure, solitary confinement and prison food are one thing, but uh, I think a visit from Marjorie Taylor Greene constitutes cruel and unusual Oof. punishment. And I think just by letting her in the jail, they have violated the Geneva Convention. His constitutional rights there, yeah, right away. Yeah, that's right. Like, I, I, would, I would file a piece of paper of some sort uh, with a drawing of her and go, let me out. She might come back. So, um, <laughs> but, the, but the stories that are happening right, happening right now are that a bunch of these low-level Jan Sixers, the ones who aren't, by the way, free to roam around at, to their heart's content because they said, okay, I promise not to uh, take a crap in a, in a federal building between now and court next time. I can't say anything about when I'm actually in court, but between now and then, I promise, because uh, I'll get thrown in jail. You promise? Yeah, sure. And then, like, even the people who have, like, uh, ankle monitors, um, one of the dudes who's in there right now that she visited who's one of the most violent ones. He pepper sprayed a cop right in his face. Like not, from, not a, not a bunch of people like up on him. Um, and that guy's going to jail for a long time. His buddy who yeah. was with him on the day right next to him while all that happened, helping him push, helping him lift, helping him elbow past people, helping him punch, whatever the hell that just didn't happen to fall in video. But the two of them made it together all the way, you know, Thick as thieves, all the way to the top of the of the Capitol steps. That guy is home. That guy has an ankle monitor on that doesn't say where he's going. Just lets you know when he's leaving the house. That's it. It's like texting texting the family that you went to the grocery store. That's the level of confinement this idiot is experiencing. And so the but his partner, the dude who there is video that his buddy proudly posted and that he himself went, look at me on, you know, and that the, you know, grand juries for these indictments have seen show him doing this stuff. And so of course he's not getting out of jail because he's a threat to the community. He's a threat to everybody around him. He's a QAnon nut. He's a danger to his fellow citizens because everybody who thinks he should go to jail for pepper spraying cops right in the eyeball um, is an enemy of the state to this guy. It's the same argument around, you know, hate crimes. The hate crimes are effectively the citizen's version of a cop crime. If somebody kills a cop, they are way more uh, likely to kill a, uh, uh, an average citizen because sure. 
they're not afraid. They're un- if you're unafraid to kill a cop, you're definitely not going to yeah, worry you do the about. Math and you're like, okay, I'm going to kill this guy, and it's a cop. Yeah. Then what's stopping you? Everybody else's tangential bodies on the ground. It's collateral damage. And so, yeah, you, you know, and the same thing with a hate crime. Killing one person because you don't like Gary is one thing, but killing Gary because you don't like his race, his religion, or or his national origin, um, or his sexual orientation, or his sexual identity that's a wholly different thing because that now, that trait applies to everybody else in that category. So you are intrinsically more of a danger to society than somebody who just didn't like Gary. And because, I mean, there's other guys like Gary, but the chance that you're at the same bar having the same conversation like that and that he slept with your wife uh, is very slim. And if it isn't very slim, maybe you should talk to your wife or yourself. But the point (laughs) I'm trying to make is um, these guys are all going down. Those indictments are now coming down. One guy was just indicted. He, I mean, they're getting small. Some of them are getting like two months and probation and, and now have a criminal record. Most of it's largely uh, like high level misdemeanors, um, you know, where the judge is being lenient, but hoping that they go back to becoming, you know, functional members of society and don't join a militia group, which is part of their probation stuff. So that's, you know, it's crucial. Um, when we come back, uh, one of the reasons why they're getting extra mad is the Durham probe as much as he's trying to chuck indictments around to counterman this whole thing is a huge flop and apparently the fox editorial board agrees with me we'll be back what yeah i'm only on one day a week i get it i'm gonna have to jump on uh garage band and start sawing something together this is the house bar show wow and a guitar note and then progressive and all yeah it's gonna be good hey how did you mean something like this this is the house bar show wow and a guitar note and then progressive and all yeah it's gonna be good the House Parks radio program, Mega Worldwide. By the way, one of one of the best ways you can support the show is going to fwank.com, F-W-A-N-Q.com. That's on Twitch, twitch.tv slash House Parks. That's where it'll take you. And you can subscribe. Uh, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers on there. And you can help, especially if you have Amazon Prime and you never use it for anything other than speeding deliveries to your door. Um, apparently... Uh, it gives you a free subscription every month, and you can give it to us, and that would help the show. See, see, it's a winny win. Um, now, if you do watch the regular feed of the show when I'm on uh, daily at three o'clock Pacific time, and I go through all the news as it's coming down, and I use, I, I play back full segments of Fox News and other shows, not edited, not cut down, not sliced up to make my point. You hear me, Laura Ingram? using the entire context of what they post as exemplary of their ideas, um, one of the things that they hung on was this indictment, the first indictment that uh, Durham put down about somebody lying to uh, to the FBI about who their employer was. Now, I'm here to tell you, by the way, that's not going to go anywhere. That the the contemporaneous notes at the time by the FBI agent don't mention even a question being asked of the person as to who was employing them. They worked for the law firm, but not directly for the campaign. There's all kinds of wiggle room. Sorry, welcome to our side of the circumstance where I've had to, yeah, you know, give bad news to liberals and progressives about why certain people haven't been indicted because of 
plausible deniability. And in the case of um, Trump in general, like plausible idiocy. I mean, that genuinely is going to be his escape plan for the entirety of the Jan 6 thing, because even the Georgia thing, because he's going to say he thought there really were 100,000 votes that were his. And when he said, just find me 17,000, 821, all I was saying was, you don't have to find all the votes I believe exist. I wasn't trying to manipulate him. Believe me, that's the plan. That's how it's going to come down. The only way that the the Georgia uh, DA is going to be able to bust him for this is if they find and get uh, communications between him and others that show that he did not actually believe it at the time or that he was being manipulated by other people who didn't and therefore it was BS. Um, or that he did not, you know, he, he was told by the Secretary of State this was not true and, you know, he was weighing in good faith Rudy Giuliani's assertions over the Republican... Uh, you know, attorney general of, uh, you know, and, and secretary of state and, and governor of Georgia. So, but the big thing is Durham's going to ride into the rescue. Where's Durham? The whole thing, like, but where's Hunter turned into where's Durham near the end after the election when it just didn't do any good and it was just a big boohoo fest. What's, what's this Durham thing? And he finally drops some indictments. All of them, um, you know, basically him breaking wind in a paper bag and popping it, it, it is the effect that it will have, a, a, you know, in terms of uh, legal precedent. And I'm, I'm not the only one that thinks so. When, and when this came out, I said that even though he's going after the, the three indictments he's put out, none of them go after the substance of the Steele dossier. They simply attempt to impeach the sources of the steel dossier and thereby trying to create a fruit of the idiot tree that he can have some sort of escape plan on. The idea is, is that if he can, if, if those guys were lying about working with the Clinton campaign, then they must have been lying about the content of the thing instead of going, they worked for the Clinton campaign. And one of the reasons they worked for the Clinton campaign was because even though politically they might even lean Republican, they viewed Donald Trump as a threat because of the evidence they'd seen against him. Much like anybody, it seems, in the Justice Department, from Jeff Sessions on, including Chris Christie, it seems, and we'll get to that in a little bit, uh, that the biggest, the easiest path to becoming biased against Donald Trump, apparently, is to see the evidence against him. Uh, uh, Apparently, it is, uh, there's enough of it floating around where people go, oh yeah, I'm not, I can't, I'm out. On, with in regular order. So, um, the there is a an op-ed on on Fox News's site that finally begrudgingly makes all the points I have been making for months about what Durham has been trying to do and failing miserably at. Um, primarily, there's key three key points in this editorial. First one. Um, Durham has not charged that there was an overarching conspiracy to defraud the federal court motivated by a desire to portray Trump as a clandestine agent of Russia. That would be the, oh my God, the Russian collusion thing is a hoax. Durham's not charging that. He can't charge that because he can't prove that. He has no evidence himself to prove, to countermand that argument because there's a lot of evidence that there was communication. There's a lot of evidence that they were carrying water for him and that they were tacitly protecting him. And basically it was one of these 
you know when a, a candidate, remember those weird videos of Ted Cruz smiling, hugging his family and with his brother or those weird yeah. Mitch McConnell shots from a while ago? Remember that stuff? And, and Like the, is that those videos of that sound that they would just put out for people to like right. make, like the super PACs to use? <clears throat> yes. And that's exactly it. They cannot give that footage to a super PAC, but they can post it online free of charge on an, you know, a, a, it's not a private video. Everybody like who posts YouTube videos, there's like public, private, and unlisted. They they put it up as an unlisted video, meaning you really only find it if you stumble across it or you know what the search term they put in the tags on it is. Like you make a specific one that's wink, winky, wink, wink, and you've agreed right. to this a long time ago before the campaign, <laughs> right? And then what they do is basically whenever, you know, whenever they know you've been filming, which they, of course, know because they're, they, <laughs> it's silly. They post that video and then they do a search for that search term and it only comes up for that video because it's a long string. It's like a password almost. And then they download it and then the, other, and then the campaign takes the video down. They just remove it or delist it. They make it private. Well, that, that is obviously getting around the super PAC law that is obviously coordinating with a super PAC under the table. That is, it's a scheme that the Republicans used, you know, ham handedly, but largely getting away with it. Um, and that's effectively, they learned it effectively from Trump in some ways, because that's the Russia Trump connection. How do you do it? You know, through material like you you hand deliver the password so it's never written down digitally and then you post the thing and pretend you didn't I didn't think anybody was going to see that that kind of stuff and that's how that's also how Russia warns you that they got you as well they post something um in in a digital form that's only followable by a certain link and then somebody hand walks the link in and somebody has to type it in by hand and then they go, oh, crap, pee-pee tape. And then they, they you know, and then it's <laughs> hidden again, right? <clears throat> and then they take the video down so nobody else can have it. They still have compromise on you, right? So that's that's how it's been working. It's how it's worked. Trump has just outlived his usefulness and, and, and Putin has his own problems because Biden got us out of Russia and because of their connection to Uzbekistan and, the, and how ISIS-K and, and many people in the Taliban still feel about Russia, they have enough problems right now. Um, the same thing with China and, and ISIS-K and the Uyghur connection. Um, it's a mess for them right now. But okay, so two, the second point was, and this is the point I was making as we talked about any of the Durham indictments that were coming down. The two defendants recently indicted, Sussman and Denchenko, are not accused of lying about the substance. And this dude it puts it in italics so that he's drawing attention to this because he's trying to let Trumpers down easy. He's trying to land this plane because they want to crash it into the earth, right? Um, substance of the uh, About the substance of the sensational steel dossier allegations, to the contrary, they are merely accused of lying about their sources, who they were and where they were coming from. Many out of distrust because Trump was now in charge of the DOJ and, and there was a concern that he was seeding people into the FBI, um, you know, and so they were worried about saying where it came from at the time. That would be a singular argument why these guys would totally get away with saying this. Sussman, a former government cybersecurity lawyer, said to have misled the FBI by insisting that he did not represent any client in claiming that Trump was using a Russian financial institution, Alpha Bank, to conceal communications with the Kremlin. 
which is true because he's not lying about that. Because he, in the same way that Steele, after he went to the Hillary Clinton campaign with his findings and all this stuff after after the Washington Free Beacon had bought it and didn't want to do it because they were now back, uh, backing Trump, he's like, but this is a crime. He took it to the Clinton campaign. They went, this is too dirty for us to use. We think we're going to win anyways. So he took it to John McCain and the FBI going, you don't understand. There's a chance this guy could win and he's a puppet for these psychopaths who snuff people in parks in Berlin. We're, we're weeks, months away from this happening here. So that's why he went there. So the third one is, and then we got to take a break. Um, and, oh boy, the, 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 uh, this one's the best part. He, does a, he has a whole paragraph on this one where he's just so, he's just trying to cradle the, you know, Mike Pillow's head as it hits the cement. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to stop it from hitting the cement, but he can surround it in as much puffery as he can. Um, The charges against Sussman and Danchenko do not rise or fall on whether the Steele dossier is complete fiction or the God's honest truth. It is irrelevant, which is also like him trying to... It's They're not saying that, and this doesn't disprove it, and don't worry, that's not what this is about, and Durham Mm. knows it. Now, undoubtedly, Durham has concluded the dossier is nonsense. No, not undoubtedly. That's his assertion. He's trying, again, this is a Fox News editorial. All of the people who once touted appear desperate to distance themselves from it. Uh, yeah, I don't. No. And, and I think they've moved on just because Trump, because January 6th is a bigger problem than the Steele dossier. PP tape is the, wor- is the least of our problems at this point. And Steele himself described it as raw intelligence that needed to be investigated. Right. He always did. He didn't say it later. That's always what it was. But that said, and this is the uh, this is the one that gets him. But that said, Durham has not formally alleged that the dossier is false. Hmm. That's the last sentence in that third section where he desperately tries. He's trying to let you guys down easy. He's trying to tell you. That Durham is not disproving that this is... I mean, Sean Hannity ran graphics all week. Every time Durham busts somebody, it's all about how the dossier is false and Durham is proving it, and that's what this proves. No, he isn't. And he has no ability to. Sorry. But that's what they have to say, because if any of it's true, all of it's true, as far as their their mythology around Donald Trump. Because they have to make him a deity at this point so that they can make him a martyr later because the man is a mess. And that's the biggest albatross around the Republican neck going into 2022. Don't believe the hype about current poll numbers for Biden or any of that stuff. It's not going to wash next year. It simply isn't. It's an opportunistic thing. The problem they have to face is that week by week, month by month, Trump is becoming more of a problem for them. And there are now Republicans writing books about what what do we do to get this guy away from us? We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We're here every Saturday. Um, you can join us uh, on the radio or at infotainmentwars.com. 